Hello and welcome to another edition of the Professionally Depressed Podcast. I'm Anthony DeFrancia, your host of this podcast. I believe this is going to be episode 7. For those of you that have been kind of following closely, I have missed the past two weeks, so I apologize for that. Uh, I do have an excuse for the last week, uh, which is that I I was in Colorado. Uh, visiting family and friends and having a good old time the week before however i don't have an excuse other than i just you know slipped slipped on my discipline to bring you the good people uh some quality uh listening content such as this is so uh i apologize for that you know as i'm making changes uh in life and adjusting my habits as a person sometimes you still slip back you know on on the stuff that you make yourself do essentially um i guess we'll just start talking about that while we're here so as i progress uh in my situation who i am as a person what i learn in life uh and the the goals the progress that I make towards those goals, I learned that, um, you know, you got to have certain disciplines and you got to, you know, make yourself do stuff that you don't really want to do. Um, And it's not like the podcast, for instance, I like doing it. Once I start talking, um, it's easy to do. Um, But it's just the it's easy to get in a mindset of, well, you know, I've done this many episodes. There's not as many people listening as I might want, or I'm like, it's a Sunday and I'm just like, you know, I don't want to necessarily do any sort of work. Um, and I just want to, you know, play video games or run errands or keep to myself or, you know, it's effort to make myself, sit down at my desk pull out a notebook hit record and just start (laughs) just start talking when i as i'm talking through it now it sounds really easy right but it's the mental uh barrier of just crossing over that point where you can talk yourself out of it you know it's easy to talk yourself out of it it's a little bit harder to talk yourself into it and that but that makes the difference of you know what you uh Put out, you know, how consistent you are with putting out your content, you know. Um, it's similar with doing stand-up comedy. So I still have been doing that, uh, going strong. I was also off of that for, uh, you know, the past week or so. Um, because, again, I was in Colorado. I tried to get a spot to do at the um, the Comedy Works in Denver there, but... Uh, it didn't it didn't end up working out so you know i just took it you know took what i could um hung out with family uh went to aquariums i'll get to my family probably a little bit later here but there is a uh difficulty in making myself go and do the stand-up as well and that's the hardest part about doing it like once i'm there 
thing is stuff to say, going on stage, getting laughs, not getting laughs, having issues, it going well. Whatever happens, happens, um, and I could deal with it. But the hard part is just making myself, like, when I come home from work, making myself change clothes, get dressed, get in the car, get out the door, start driving. And, yeah, once I'm there, then it's a great time. But that's the most difficult part. And that probably could be said for anything, like, in life, like, even, you know, gym, uh, grocery store, uh, concerts, what, whatever it is you want to do with your life. Like, even travel. Like, I like traveling. I like going places. I like vacations. But sometimes when you got to, like, wake up, to go on a vacation, it's like, uh, do I really, like, do I really want to do this? Don't I just want to stay in bed? Doesn't that sound better? Like, what's, what's, what's the point of going to Cabo? It's just nice to be in bed. I'll just take this week off from work and take an L on the plane tickets, you know? I don't, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm pontificating about today see that's another thing is the taking a couple weeks off from the podcast is it my mind sort of gets rusty on how this works how to talk through it how to keep things going how to keep a thought train rolling um i haven't had to you know I haven't been in practice, so I apologize for this for this subpar listening experience. Uh, no, I hope you I hope you enjoy it, people. Um, I saw that there was like a you know a bunch more downloads on the first episode, so I don't know what's going on with that, but like thank you um, for the people doing that. Um, so yeah, we'll get back to my uh, family, I suppose. I think I finished my thought for the moment on making yourself do stuff that you don't really want to do. Um, but it's important to make yourself do that, those things because it's too easy. Like you, That's a, one thing I've been learning recently is you don't want a life of ease. You might think you do, but a life of ease doesn't really have much worth or value to it. Uh, I mean, to each their own, you know, you define your life the way you want to define it and what you want to get out of it. But uh, really having things be easy seems to be like a lot of goals for people, especially in like the workplace. Um, There's no like benefit in that. There's no like progression. There's no growth there's no learning it's just like you're just existing to keep to get it you know to, to keep eating food and staying alive and taking breaths and drinking water like that's that's it like if, if that's all you're doing then like what you know what's the point man like you got to be headed somewhere like it, it has to be someone i mean i mean this is me this is me talking about myself uh and what i value but it seems logical that life would be just a constant progression and you just, you know, try to reach new heights uh, to the best of your ability as much as you can. And that and that being said, reaching those new heights comes with stuff like making yourself do hard things, things that are difficult, 
or in if there's things that are forced upon you that you uh aren't put in a position where you are, have the choice to either make yourself do it or not it's just what you got to do then just do it to the best of your ability you know i mean what what is your other option just like i don't know i don't, I don't see what the I, I, I don't see what else you're gonna do with your with yourself but good luck i suppose if that's if that's you um so i'll get to my family and then i'll, I'll have something else i want to share later that i'll tease now is i've been reading a book called 13 things strong-minded people don't do by amy morin i think is her name yeah i, I could go look at it but it's all the way it's like it's like 10 feet away i can't leave you guys hanging but um it has a lot of good points uh i'm not gonna list off all the points look up the book 13 things strong-minded people don't do it's a really easy read uh, I, I've been trying to get into reading. That's another thing that's hard to do, that it benefits you if you make yourself do it anyway. Um, and sh the way she writes it is super easy to get into if you're also not a reader like me. Um, she will have like a short, like the structure is like the introduction of the chapter, um, which is one of the 13 points, right? 13 chapters, 13 points. Uh, the introduction of the chapter is a short story because she's a therapist about one of her patients um, and sort of how one of the, I guess, weak-minded attributes manifested in her patients and uh, what they experience, how they work through it. And then it'll go through points and kind of other anecdotes about, uh, you know, how a certain aspect may manifest manifest itself in your mind, in your behavior, in your actions, and, and similarly with people around you. And then it all breaks down at the end where it just is like uh, a list of like bullet points that, that are, this is helpful, this is not helpful. Like you want to, you know, do these things, not, you know, not do these things. And it's like the chapters are like, I don't know, six seven pages something like that like not a lot so it's really easy to like pick up read just one of the points read like a whole one of the 13 points right read a whole chapter and then just kind of set it down and like kind of think about it for a minute so that being said uh it has provoked a lot of thought in me thought in me and i've been writing stuff in my journal one of the things i wrote down is um, I don't know if anyone's ever done this. Uh, maybe people that write books, like full books, but I just wrote down like a list of what I learned in life. Um, and it was provoked by the beginning of, or the title of the chapter I'm about to, uh, get into. But, uh, the chapter is called, uh, uh, it's, I think, yeah, I'm about halfway through. I think it's point seven. It's either seven or eight. And it is called, they don't make the same mistakes over and over. 
or they don't repeat mistakes. So I think it's called they don't repeat mistakes because all all the points are they don't blah 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 because it's called thirteen things strong-minded people don't do. And so each of the points is they don't do this, they don't do that, they don't. Th this one is they don't repeat mistakes. And so that provoked a thought in me. I haven't started reading the chapter yet, but just that sentence provoked a thought of, well, I don't know if I repeat mistakes. I think I do. I think there's things that I've learned in life that I know I have learned from. I've, you know, had my, uh, my faults and my experiences and my mistakes and other, you know, bad decisions, good decisions, whatever all things that I've learned that I don't necessarily think about. Uh, they kind of sit on the back burner and some things I practice more often than others. And so I just made like a list, like a pretty decent sized list of the things I learned in life. And so I'd like to share that with you guys. Hopefully it could be something helpful. Um, but the, uh, uh, the list is, uh, there's a few things that only apply to me and like that are me talking to myself that I'll try to skip over once I get to it. Um, but there's other things that I think is just solid life advice. And it's from my point of view still of where I've witnessed these things uh, benefit me or give me success in one area or another. But uh, I think they still I think they're solid uh, pieces of advice. So, I, I, so I'm going to share that with you guys <clears throat> in a minute here. Uh, but I just want to talk about my family for a minute real quick. Um, I don't know if any of you listeners have a similar situation, but <clears throat> my family all live in Colorado. That's where I grew up. I grew up with them. Uh, you know, my mom, uh, brother, cousin uncles, uh, aunts, grandparents, father's side, mother's side, stepdad, you know, who, yeah, it doesn't matter who, who it is in my family, but I live in Washington state and I've lived here without them for six, seven years. And it's been great. <laughs> it's been really awesome. Um, and every time I go, I realize just how, like, screwed I would be if I were still living there. And what I mean by that is, I don't know if anyone else has this experience where they live far from their family. Um, but the longer I'm away from them, the more I realize how uh, they aren't healthy uh, people looking for their own best interests <laughs> is the most loving way I could put it. <laughs> and what that does is, uh, but l living away from them gives me the opportunity to, to grow outside of them. Cause I realize many like bad habits, bad behaviors that I have exhibited and that I've like done mental work to break and I go back and they're still practicing those same habits because that's where I learned it from. And so 
I just now, I've been, you know, visiting two, three times a year, um, you know, every year for the past seven years that I've lived here. And every time it's been a little bit different. And I, where I'll feel different, I'll go back, I kind of fall into their lifestyle, their mindset, kind of, you know, maybe I'll resist for a little bit, but then I'm back on it. This was the first time that I went back and I was able to have the the confidence in myself to just be like, you know, I love you guys for, you know, being my family, but like I'm not going to I'm going to unapologetically be the new man I am. Um so that was a really good good feeling, but just so much uh like negative talk and like no goals or aspirations no like a uh, sense of you know self care barely sen- you know senses of self worth not much acknowledgement of like others emotions not much you know talking like as being real with each other um i did get it from my cousin uh my cousin is probably the most healthy person out there um but uh yeah and my friends are a little bit better even my friends kind of are are in a certain you know pattern mindset restrictive uh lifestyle sort of thing so um i just wanted to throw that out to i guess that could be one of my pieces of life advice if that's what's going to be our uh theme for the day is uh you know if you if you feel kind of like shitty and you feel like depressed and you feel stuck where you're at and you are around family and friends fucking move somewhere else and then see how that works out for you hey will you oh my cat is okay whatever he could do what he wants it doesn't it doesn't matter what he's doing he he should be getting sprayed with a water bottle right now because he's being a very naughty boy, but I'm just gonna watch him and talk to you guys still. <laughs> All right, whatever. He's just yeah, whatever. You know, I you know what? It, I just paid a lot of money for that, but you know, it's fine. We'll do whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want to do, man. My cat is just a oh don't don't fall. God. All right. My cat is just like a you know. A, a crappy roommate you know i we just kind of see each other in the halls and like what's up man how's it going <laughs> you know and every once in a while we you know eat dinner together or whatever well we're just kind of doing our own thing and then he fucks up my shit so he's a really bad roommate um i should just uh, i don't know i want to just throw him in a bucket of water <laughs> just to just for him ruining my shit just to get back at him because i'm not gonna i don't hit anybody especially animals but mostly people (laughs) also (laughs) i don't know that came out weird i don't hit anybody i'm not a physical person like that but i would love just for you know retribution for all the pain and suffering he's caused me to just get a nice bucket of water and then just drop drop him (laughs) in it watch his little wet mug run around the house that would be satisfying anyway so all right we'll start with that piece of life advice don't don't do what i just said to do don't uh 
don't punish your cats in that way. Spray them with a water bottle or something. But, uh, I mean, they're just, you know, they're just animals. You know, they're not, they're not trying to hurt anybody. They just live their lives, do what they want to do. Okay, so we'll get into the list now. All right, so I think I finished the, the thought of my family. So uh, let's see where we could start here. So one of the things that I did uh, that I recommend to other people is um, I made a list of my top five values. This is something that I never really thought about as far as um, what I value in life, what I value in other people, what I value in myself, whatever it is, like the things that you want to hold close. Like if you had to pick five things, this defines my life, right? Like you could say uh, kindness. You could say my family. You could say money. You could say uh, uh, good friendships. You could say good food. Whatever it is, you know, it's just the things that define your life. So I'm not going to go through my values. Um, I guess I could just for an example. So I have uh, personal growth slash strength. Is a number one. Uh, and I guess these are in no particular order. They might be in an order. I don't know. Anyway. Number two is success in life and career. Number three, life experience, including travel. Number four, friends, relationships, positive community. And number five is physical maintenance. And I, by physical maintenance, I mean like staying in shape, eating healthy kind of thing. Um, and the reason that I wanted to write these out and define them and while, why I'm, you know, suggesting it to whoever may be listening is that these, regardless of what uh, position I've been in in my life, whatever uh, ups or downs or depressions or progressions that I've been in, um, these have been my values the whole time, whether I knew it or thought about it or not. And often, and never have I really thought about it. And so with these being my top five values, there's been plenty of times that I have not invested in those values at all and it's a hard thing to reconcile in yourself if you know and you could define exactly what you value and you actively make decisions in the opposite direction it is really hard to justify that to yourself and in your mind um, so if you know what you value if you value you know doing nothing like free time doing nothing playing video games which i've done plenty of you know i'm not knocking it at all but if you value that then like that's if you're intentionally investing your time in it because you value it then you know that then kudos to you you know but for me it's never been like i've spent plenty of time in my depression uh just you know i would play video games um and again i'm gonna say there's nothing bad about playing video games i still play video games i was just playing a video game before uh i started talking 
uh, today. But I would play video games from uh, about 10 o'clock in the morning to probably 10 o'clock at night. And I eventually stopped getting like satisfaction from just playing video games. Um, and I used to s smoke a lot of weed while playing video games. Um, which again, there's nothing wrong with smoking weed, but I'd smoke weed, play video games, and then I eventually stopped smoking weed, still play video games. Then I wouldn't get the same sort of satisfaction that I used to get from playing video games. And what I would do is I would drink a lot while playing video games. Like I'd get like a 12 pack of beer or they have like the nine pack of the Coors Light, uh, that have like the twist cap. You could like untwist it and twist it back. Um, you know, bottles of whiskey. I mean, you name it. I would just buy like an amount of alcohol and whatever I bought, I would finish it that day. And it eventually led to me being in a cycle of like Friday uh, night. I'd be drinking, playing video games. Then Saturday, I'd wake up, be like hungover, go buy m more drink play video games and then sunday i would maybe wait till like three o'clock but then i'll drink sunday play video games as well so all that time i'm not all that time that i'm doing that these values that i just listed off those five values have been what i value for myself for my life as a person from other people and while I'm just drinking, playing video games all day, I am actively not doing any of that stuff. I'm not personally growing. I'm not succeeding in anything. I'm not experiencing life. I'm not building relationship with friends or relationships or community. I'm not, and I'm definitely not physically maintaining myself. It was probably the most unhealthy I've been in my life. <laughs> is that period and that was like the past you know one to two years so uh i but i didn't know that these are what i value well i did know it's in there somewhere but i never was able to i never even thought to define exactly put it into words exactly five concrete things that i value and so for me to uh sit down to like make a choice to be like all right these are what this is what i value this is what i want to demonstrate in myself every day this is essentially these values are who i am as a person and who i want to be and who i would like other people to think i am who i would like to think i am all that shit so these five things if i buy Another, uh, you know, the same thing, the tall boy with the twisty cap of the Coors Light, and they sit down at 12 a 10 a.m. to play video games for the next 12 hours or more. I have to be doing it and actively either lying to myself or actively being like, yeah, this is what I value, but I guess I don't give a shit about my values <laughs> right now. <laughs> Does that make sense of why that's kind of like why I feel like that's important to define your values? Uh, and to define your values, you could define, it defines you, uh, and ultimately defines your, you know, your, your life, uh, your life. And then also what you see life 
as um you know if they these are the things that you're seeking out then that's the uh scope the filter the glasses that you're going to be viewing life through is always looking for personal growth always looking for life experience always looking for friends and positive community relationships physical maintenance success travel you're going to be actively that's what your brain is going to be focusing on and seeking out so it's almost impossible once i know that to even uh actively make the choice to do anything against that so i thought that was a interesting um thing that i had a lot of breakthroughs for myself um that i bring up to you guys to you know hopefully get some breakthroughs for yourselves as well maybe this is old hat to some of you guys or like maybe this is just an epiphany for me because i'm a weird you know cat um where there's things that i'm learning at 27 that people are like oh yeah i mean that's yeah like of course of course that's what you do you know but uh it's never been anything like you know if i ask my family going back to my family this is where i came from right this is who i learned everything i knew until i was 19 20 from right before i moved out um if i went and asked them what are you what are your values in life they wouldn't maybe money would be something but if money is what you the only thing you value then you got to be making a lot of it <laughs> or doing something to make a lot of it you know but i don't need, i don't know if they have a definition of what they value i don't know if a lot of people do it might be something i do like going forward maybe i'll maybe that's what i'll be my opening line to a girl at a bar we'll see how that goes i'll, I'll talk about that maybe next week i'll go to a girl at a bar and be like be like hey uh you know you're whatever i'm not gonna say she's beautiful I, I i don't know i don't know how women receive that but i will go out there and be like be like hey man uh, can i talk to you for a second and she'll be like yeah and i'll be like yeah what are your top five values in life and she'll be like what and i'll be like like what are your top five values and maybe she'll be like have like a great list but i don't know we'll see how it goes i don't want to i don't want to put judgments on on the ladies out there i just want to see you know who thinks about it uh so that'll be my experiment for the next week thank you for helping me uh you know figure out what i'm going to be doing with my week <laughs> uh but for all you start start there uh, whatever you know whatever you're doing in life whether it's going well for you or whether it's not just fucking write down what you value um and see what you're doing to to uh practice it and what you're not doing to practice it and see like if just having that in mind like you know whatever decisions you make like if health is something you value and you're not being healthy like that is something in the back of your mind that you just choose to ignore it's like well when you go to a grocery store then knowing that you value health maybe you'll make different decisions i don't know maybe you will maybe you won't whatever it's your life do what you want <laughs> do what you want to do with it i'm just trying to you know i'm just helping out trying to help out the best i can but um i don't know if we'll have enough time for me to get to all the things i've learned in life but i'm uh you know 
after writing down a few of these things, I realized that I probably got some good knowledge that could help some people out there. Um, so, uh, I'm going to start with this one. And this one is something I've, it's easy, it's one of the ones that's definitely easy for me to say because I've had success with it. Um, first one is work to the best of your ability, be good at what you do, and pay attention to the people making money off of you. Knowing your worth lets you negotiate your terms of employment and or seek out a better position. So this is something that I've learned through almost all of my jobs is I have the type of work ethic, personality, whatever you, character, whatever you want to call it, where no matter what I'm getting paid, I uh, work as hard as I can. I, I do the best I can uh, with whatever I'm doing. So my first, technically my first job was working at a summer camp for the Boys and Girls Club in Colorado. Um, I barely count that one because I was just kind of like a summer. I just happened to be getting paid kind of thing. It was like kind of like a summer just experiment, like, you know, have fun in the mountains, teach kids archery, go on hikes type shit. Um, but my first, first job was uh, working at a burger stand at, called Good Times in Colorado. Um, and I started getting paid, I think a minimum wage in Colorado at the time was ten twenty-five an hour. Um, it might've been less than that. I don't know. But then I ended up working, uh, hard, being good at it, having a, like, I was 19, 18, 19 at the time, um, and got promoted to the night shift manager. And so I was making like an extra, I don't know, dollar an hour, eleven twenty-five or some shit <laughs> to manage that, which is still like not good money. And the job kind of sucks. And I walked there from my house, uh, which is probably, I don't know, half mile or more. Um, and, uh, that's how I got enough money to move out here. Then I was making, then I was working at a deli at Fred Meyer, uh, essentially Kroger. And I was, doing you know work trying hard doing my best same kind of work ethic type thing at Fred Meyer and I uh didn't you know I didn't like it it was not a the best job but there was uh like a regional manager who would always walk around kind of analyze how the, how the deli was doing among other things and he gave me the position of uh on Mother's Day just sitting at the front doing chocolate gypped uh, strawberries. It was super, like, uh, simple, uh, you know, job where I didn't have to be behind the counter getting sweaty with the grease and cutting things for people. I just, people walk in the door and I have, a, you know, who doesn't like chocolate strawberries? I just go, hey, what's up, man? You want, you want some of these? Yeah, two for eight or whatever. And it was, like, a decent gig. Um but that was like a temporary thing. And during that time, I went to try to get a job at Safeway because I was just like, I don't know, it's closer to my house. Uh, you know, I, I thought that it's not good here, but maybe it's better there kind of thing. And when I went to go 
put in my two weeks and that regional manager comes up to me and he's like, what do you, I was like, what, you're going to quit, man? He's like, I gave you that easy gig, uh, chocolate dip, doing chocolate dip strawberries. And I'm like, oh, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, get a better place and blah, 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 whatever. He's like, all right, well, here's the thing. Uh, we need someone in the meat department uh, and you could be a butcher. And I said, okay. So that's what I, so I did that instead, um, got a raise, got more money. Uh, it was a part of the union. So there was a promise of more money. So eventually that job would have maxed out at like $23 an hour or something like that, which to me was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be making bank. Right. Um, but I was working in the meat department, wasn't feeling it there. Uh, this was, I was at $15 an hour at that point. Uh, and then I went to leave. They couldn't offer me like any higher position other than like store manager because the meat department was once you maxed out and you were journey journeyman, that was the highest paid position in the store other than a man like the store manager, which there's one or two of those guys. So I went to so I decided to be an electrician. So I went over there, whatever, got lots of experience. Ended up, uh, you know, getting to journey, journeyman electrician. I was getting paid $25 an hour to be a journeyman electrician. Uh, and then I wanted something better. So I went to apply. So I went to get the, the job I have now. And they offered me, uh, to, the job I have now, when I first started, offered me uh, $35 an hour to to start working there and i said okay yeah that sounds good it was a further drive but uh, it's it's ten dollars more an hour than i was getting paid so i told that to my bosses and they said well what if we offer you uh 33 dollars an hour and if you stay till june we'll give you a five dollar five thousand dollar bonus if you stay another year we'll give you another five thousand dollar bonus and we'll also change your wage from 25 to 33. And I was like, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. It's definitely better. <laughs> but uh, I decided to go with the 35 still because I think I worked out the math in my head and the 35 would have been better. So I went there. Then shortly after getting paid the 35, they moved me up to 40. And then, uh, recently I was going to go work for another company that was closer going to also pay me 40 give me like five weeks vacation and i essentially worked it out with my company that they would just pay me uh you know they would pay me a hundred grand a year regardless of whatever i was doing uh regardless of how many hours that i was working so, I'm sharing this with all of you because not to tout or glow. I'm sure there's enough of you that might be making more. Some of you that might be making less. Whatever it is, I'm happy at where I am at, um, and I feel like a, a success in this manner. Uh, that being said, I'm sharing this because this, uh, you know, all those circumstances might have been just luck of my situation i understand that but the most recent uh 
you know, a, a raise, I guess you'll call it, position that I was able to, like, negotiate is based on the fact that I finally realized that I'm making these people a lot of money. And I, they're not, you know, they're paying me well. I mean, $40 an hour is, you know, well above, you know, it's fucking like three times, four times minimum wage, you know. $40 an hour ain't nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it's good good money for sure. But I n- knew that they were making millions off of me. And if they lost me, they'd lose millions. So I was in a position. And the company that I was going to go work for that kind of gave me the position of uh, having like a little bit of leverage, I was going to make them millions also. <laughs> so... I all of this has been a result of and, uh let me backtrack a little bit. And as far as like being an electrician goes or like the skill that I have and it apply this to whatever uh you know skill you want to have or skill you do have is I'm good at it. And so that helps out a lot. I'm not just scathing by. I'm not just showing up running out the clock and going home. Like I still I try just as hard now that I was trying when I was getting paid $10 an hour working at the burger stand. And that's been consistent throughout my whole career, uh, regardless of where I've been, as I'm always trying as hard as I can, because what else are you going to do all day? Just take a knee, run out the clock, and get nowhere? Like, just try. You're here all day anyway, so... If there's even a potential for things to go further for you, why not try harder? I was just doing it because it's just who I am. But if had I known that if I try harder, it could lead me to where I am now and I wasn't already trying hard, then I would start to, you know, if it's like, all right, uh, you know, you're making $10 an hour now. If you just and but you're not trying, you're not trying. No one cares. Like, you're replaceable. Uh, you know, you're just as good as any other person that could be wearing that same hat, same apron, right? But if you start trying hard now, in five years, you're going to be making six times what you're making now. Then that sounds like a pretty good deal to me, <laughs> you know? Five years from now... Uh, Unless I think I could do better somehow, but if it's like, hey, you're making ten dollars an hour now. If you keep, if you just keep, if you just try hard, you start trying hard, you keep trying hard, you're gonna make fifty-five dollars an hour. Then it's like, okay, like I, I don't have another direction to go. So yeah, that sounds good. So, um, all those positions, I learned that uh, work hard. Because if you're a hard worker to people above you, you are more valuable than other workers. And when you're more valuable, you give yourself a bargaining chip that they want to keep you around. Because a lot of people don't try, and a lot of people don't care, and a lot of people do the minimum to get by. And when you do more than that, they want you. And they, uh, I think it was Pete, I was listening to an audiobook on P.T. Barnum, and he said that. Um, if you have an employee that offers his hands essentially to do the labor of the work needing to be uh, 
done at your company, business, whatever. You have a worker who offers his hands. He uh, can be he can be replaced. He's just he could be it could be any other worker in his same position. If you have a worker that offers his hands and his mind, that's a worker that will soon be more than that. Essentially, I don't. That's not the exact quote, but that's the idea: is someone that's using their brain, thinking for themselves, actually going forward, trying hard, you know, putting their best their best effort in, is more valuable than someone who's just filling the spot and and uh, uh, it gets washed away in anonymity. You know, you want to stand out. You want to be above average. You want to be better than above average, but at least be above average. Because that will make you that that'll lead to people in charge of shit, hopefully recognizing it and paying you more. And that's just as far as getting. So this, uh, this this principle only applies to like if you're working for somebody else, you know. Um, because if you're working for yourself, you're you know you're self-employed. Or you're in like a position that's, uh, I'm not even going to get into that. But if you're self-employed, then I don't know. I don't know how to get money. I've never been self-employed, so I don't know. That, that you, tell, you tell me that life advice so I could write it down in my little journal here because I don't know. But this applies to if you're working at a company, you know, um, and there's people above you, people in charge of you, which most of us, I think, are, especially if you're younger you, that's where you start, and then you hopefully build up somewhere else, right? Um, and I was going to say, before I stop myself, that, uh, you know, if you're, like, a part of a union, then it's a position where, like, it doesn't matter, you know. And that's how it could feel sometimes, is it doesn't matter how hard I try, or like, they're still going to, you know, this is the pay scale, this is how it works, but the, the, the thing is that all of my growth has happened through switching jobs and the principle has always remained the same throughout those jobs so that's what i want to uh i guess portray or get across is that yes maybe at your job there is limitations but the world is much bigger than your job there's many more jobs out there and the more value you could demonstrate the more value you could bring to somebody else the more they're going to pay you um and so that's just, I, I think that's a, so again, the sentence, if you, if you want to write it down, it's written down in my little journal here, is work to the best of your ability, be good at what you do, and pay attention to the people making money off of you. Knowing your worth lets you negotiate your terms of employment and or seek a better position. I think that's damn fine advice i wish somebody would have told me that shit because fucking it's that's that's lit advice all right um here's another one uh just kind of going almost in the same path of career uh base but second one is develop skills that people need and try to be the best at it um and this applies for uh in many ways because skills that people need could be, you know, a listening ear, someone sympathetic, someone with a good head on their shoulders who gives good advice. It could be 
carpenter. It could be watchmaker. It could be uh, sh shoe shiner. Whatever it is, whatever is something that people need. Not everyone's gonna need it, but people need it. You know what I mean? Like, not uh, you know, not all eight billion almost people on this earth are gonna need this particular skill. But there's enough, especially if you pay attention to where you are located and what people need in your vicinity. Um, get those skills and be the best at that skill because that'll, again, separate you from other people, make you more desirable. Um, not only as a person, uh, you know, as far as social skills go, um, uh, 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 conversational skills, uh, you know, skills to assist people uh, with whatever their cards broken, whatever, whatever it is, whatever you see a skill in your head. If people need it, be the best at it. Um, and I apply that to among other things, again, being an electrician, it, uh, again, I'm getting paid more than other electricians because I'm better at it. <laughs> and that's that's from that's my paycheck saying that. That's not me saying that. That's my paycheck. I know what they get paid. They get paid with the same experience, even more experience. They get paid 30 they get paid 15 to 20 dollars an hour less than I get paid. Some of the guys have been journeymen for 20 years. I've been a journeyman for three years and I get paid 15 to $20 an hour more than them because I bring more value and I'm better at it. That's the only, that's really the only reason if I was had the same skill level and I tried to negotiate for the pay I have now, they would say like, Oh yeah, fuck off, go work for the other company. Like why would, why, why do we care? You know, but I'm in a position where I know, what they get off of me and so i can change that and also when you have this skill like like this uh again just speaking for my work skill it's something that you can be self-sufficient um you can repair things yourself it'll save you money and also you could offer it as a service to other people and that helps you socially it helps you make connections it helps you make money there's many ways that a skill like that can be applied so uh, develop skills, whether it's your job or a hobby or whatever, develop skills that people need and try to be the best at it um, for no other reason than your self-satisfaction, but good things come along with it uh, as well. Um, similar, we'll do this one as well because it's in a similar vein. We're almost... Uh, we're kind of running low on time here. I'll probably get to maybe one or two more of these. Um, I got fucking, I got like 20, 30. I don't know. I got a lot. This is, we, we've only been pa doing the pa the first two, you know, so. Um, so number three, try hard no matter the circumstances. Um, and this applies to the stuff that I've kind of already been talking about but um yeah it just is a good way to, to conduct yourself conduct your character is no matter what 
you're doing no matter what position you've chosen, no matter what position you've been forced into, no matter the situation that, um, you know, the, the road that's been laid before you, just try hard to be good at it, no matter what. Um, because there's no better alternative from from the way I see it. There's no there's no reward for not trying and for like just complaining about it being difficult. Like just try try hard and you know something good may come of it, something you know something nothing might come of it. You never know. Uh but it's you got better odds than not trying and you feel better knowing that you tried. It's a good just you know conduct conduct of character uh so that's all i have to say about that try hard no matter the circumstances uh third one i think we'll end with the third one uh this is more in a different vein it still applies to work but also uh more personal relationships as well um here here it is don't be unapologetically reactive to your emotions in a moment take time to evaluate why you are feeling something then communicate that to your partner friends co-workers so this is my experience is that i used to have like a huge trigger whenever i'd make plans with somebody and then they'd cancel the plans and i would literally become like almost emotionally uncontrollable and like start crying and like shut down shut off emotionally mentally um like for instance like in my past relationship we would say like hey we're gonna go to the beach saturday right yeah let's go to the beach saturday awesome that's going you know that's in my mind all week just in the back of my mind and we're going to the beach beach has been accepted that's what we're doing and then be like, and then we wake up Saturday morning and be like, you know, I, I, she'd be like, you know, I don't feel like going to the beach. You know, it's a long drive and, you know, I'm not feeling it. It's kind of not, not good weather out. And I would be just so like heartbroken, disappointment, like start crying immediately. Like think like, you know, how is this relationship going to work? If we can't even follow through with plans, like go down the whole rabbit hole of emotions um, but what I realized later is that that was just like emotional response from like my dad growing up. So my father, he would often, he had a drug problem, alcohol problem, all sorts of shit. Um, he wasn't in my life, but he would be from time to time. Like he'd come around for my birthdays, Christmas, take me to arcades, kind of do fun stuff like that, you know, trying to be a dad from time to time. And so he would make plans and I'd be like, hell yeah, my dad's going to come pick me up. We're going to go to the arcade. I got my little backpack on. I'm like, let's do this, Papa. And then he'd call my mom and be like, I don't know what conversation they'd have, but the message came to me is, oh yeah, he's not going to come today. He's feeling sick, whatever it is, you know. And so that would just put me in this like emotional pit right and so i eventually realized that realized that's why i was reacting to those situations situations that way and 
than did mental work to uh, change that. Because if plans change th in that situation, apply this to whatever, uh, you know, trigger you have emotionally, right? In that situation, plans change. Shit happens. People's feelings change. The winds change. Uh, life changes. Things go in different directions. Uh, you know, I, not everything goes to plan. Whatever. And it just is what it is. Um, you know, you could convey to your partner that, hey, it's like important to me to go to the beach because I'm going to get, you know, it, it's good for me in XYZ way, right? But um, how I reacted in the moment was wrong of crying, being kind of putting blame on her, kind of making her feel bad for wanting something to change, Um you know, and it would end up like we'd end up usually going to the beach because I started crying and she would essentially treat me like a child and be like, all right, well, fuck. Like, I mean, if you're going to have an emotional breakdown, we'll just go to the fucking beach, you know. So uh, I'm sure that that can be happen in many other situations. You know, uh, there is many things that people do, whether intentionally or otherwise, that we can react to. And uh it's best that if you don't already have a good understanding of how you react and why you react the way you do to in those moments, just kind of let it slide. And then kind of if you have the ability to talk about it with someone else or analyze it or whatever, if you don't have the own uh, uh, like retrospective nature to look within yourself and ask yourself these questions and figure it out without someone else's help um but you do need to in some way find out why you're reacting to something if it's justified then it's justified then you come then you uh can communicate that you know and i've always communicate in a way that doesn't point like you know you're such an asshole you suck because X, Y, Z, you know, you want to communicate in a way that says, hey, hey, this is what you did. This is how it affected me. You know, you don't ever want to come at someone with, you know, daggers ready to ready to fight, you know. Um, at least this is my experience. So uh, don't. So, again, don't be unapologetically reactive to your emotions in a moment. Take time to evaluate why you're feeling something, then communicate that to your partner, friends, coworkers. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's good. Uh, I'll I'll keep. Uh, hopefully you guys like these life advices. Yeah, I'll keep thinking about life advice. Uh, hopefully this resonates with some people. You know, it might resonate with you. Might not. You know, you might think I'm talking shit, talking out my ass. Don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, or it's just based off of my experience. So what, what do I know? I don't know your experience, right? Um, that's fair. That's fair to say. I'm not a professional. I'm not, you know, like a wildly successful person, but I have gone from living in my car, drinking 99 cent, half gallons of chocolate milk as my only source of food. Um, because I was so broke and so poor and so fucked to now making over a hundred grand a year so that's some improvement that's something i gotta know something right i don't know i don't know absolutely nothing you know 
Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, hopefully, you get something out of this. Um, if you do, let me let me know. Um, at, again, the show has an email uh, at fishlakefromhell at gmail dot com. That's f i s h l a k e f r o m h e l l at gmail dot com. Um, if you want to ask me questions, if you have a specific situation you're going through and you want to say, hey, Anthony, you not knowing shit, motherfucker, <laughs> uh, what should I do here? You know, and I'll I'll tell you what I th- what I think you should do. Um, or if you say, hey, like that one piece of advice, you know, that really that really hit hit the spot. You know, uh, I want to hear that, too. So whatever you got, it'd be nice to see some interaction from you lovely folk who uh are downloading and listening to this uh, podcast, but um, yeah, I guess next week, unless there's something else wild and crazy for me to talk about, I think I'll just continue on my things I've learned in life page. We'll maybe be doing that for the next, you know, couple of weeks, month or so, because um, I got a lot to say about it, and it's uh, I I hope that it's coming across and helping somebody else out there. So. Uh, I guess that's it, man. Uh, yeah, have a great Sunday. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Tell your friends. Tell your, tell your kids. Tell your wife. Hide, hide your, hide your kids. Hide your, hide your wife. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just being stupid. All right. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in on this edition of the Professionally Depressed podcast. I am Anthony. Francia, and I will see you guys next Sunday.